Welcome to the Covenant Women Podcast with Dr. Adonica Howard-Brown, your on-demand source for Holy Ghost-filled preaching and teaching. You bring blessing everywhere you go. You bring freedom. You bring liberty. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Be refreshed, encouraged, and strengthened as you hear the Word today. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your sweet presence. Lord, we thank you for your word that it's quick and sharp and powerful, that it cuts down into the heart, revealing the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Lord, we want to be purified by your fire and by your presence. So, Lord, we welcome you to come to speak to us, to touch us, to change us and rearrange us. Lord, we make ourselves available to you to have your own will and your own way in us. For we know, Father, that as you do your work in us, as you purify us, Lord, you're gonna take us. We, We might feel like a clay pot, a little clay pot that nobody wants and nobody cares about, nobody wants. We may feel ignoble and like we don't have anything to give, but I thank you, Father, that as we yield to you, you do that purifying work on the inside of us and you raise us up. Lord, you are the one that causes us to become that vessel of gold and silver, that we can be used for your highest purposes and to always bring all the honor and the glory to you. And so we thank you, Father, for your goodness and faithfulness towards us. And I thank you, Lord, right now. Make my pen as the tongue of a ready writer, my tongue as the pen of a ready writer. And Lord, I thank you, you anoint my lips, you anoint every ear to hear what you are saying to them today. And we just thank you for it. Lord, we receive your word with gladness. Lord, may it be planted in our heart and be watered and grow up and produce much good fruit. And we worship you and thank you in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, ladies. It's so beautiful. Love that. Okay, I want you to go with me to our signature passage, which is Psalm 92. This is a special... Uh, special passage for us because it's the passage that the Lord called us to America with. I mean, we knew we were called to America, but the door had not opened for us to go. And in 1987, the Lord opened the door and made a way for us. And uh, this word was spoken over us and we were invited to come to America. I want to read it to you, Psalm 92 and verse 12. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. The Amplified says, the uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. 
be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of, God, of our God. Growing in grace, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. How many of you are happy about that? We don't get older, we get better. Amen. They shall be full of sap of, of spiritual vitality and rich in the verdure of trust, love, and contentment. They are living memorials to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the, the blessings, the five blessings of the righteous are that we will flourish like the palm tree, we will grow like the cedars of Lebanon, we will flourish in the courts of God, amen, planted in his house, flourish in his courts, we will still bring forth fruit in old age, and we shall be at every age fat and flourishing. <laughs> this promise is not for everybody, but it's for those who are faithful and abiding. That means that we remain in his presence. What did Jesus say? He said, if you dwell in me and I dwell in you. Uh, you, you abide in me and my word and I abide in you. So when we live, we move ourselves, our, we change our address <laughs> to go live in his word, then he comes to live on the inside of us. Amen. Jesus said, I'm the vine and you are the branches and without me, you can't do anything. Without him, we can't do anything. Without him, say without him, I can't do anything. But I'm so glad that I am with him, that I have him, that he lives on the inside of me. And he is with me, and he is in me, and he's working through me. Amen. Hallelujah. And the more we abide in him and the more of his word we got on the inside of us, what does the Bible say? It says that our prayers are going to be answered. The more word we put into our life, the more we submit ourselves to his word, the more we get filled up by his word, and the more we, we are, again, a doer of the word, not just a hearer, right? But a doer of his word, we practice it, we put it into practice. The more we do that, the more likely our prayers are going to be answered, the faster they're going to be answered. How many, have found, how many of you have found that? Like from the time you first got born again and you began to grow in the Lord and just, you know, you, when you honor the Lord, he's going to honor you. And you can get to that place where you just think, oh, that would be nice. And the Lord does it for you. Isn't that awesome? I mean, wow. And you just go, wow. Wow, Abba. Wow, Daddy. You're awesome. You're amazing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He watches everything, and there's nothing that's done in secret that he doesn't reward. Amen. Like, heaven records, heaven rewards. Always remember that. So, this promise is for those who abide in him, and those who are faithful to him and his word, that they continue with, that means the continuing without change. Well, not that you don't change. We're, talking, we're not talking about that kind of change. Change for the good, amen. But we don't change in our affection for him and, our, and serving him and honoring him. 
that, that is consistent. We, have got to, we just need to be consistent, hang on to him and be faithful. It's like when you're married, you know, you've got to make that commitment for life. And it doesn't always work out that way, unfortunately, because you've got two people with, with wills and everybody's got to be, everyone has to participate. But thank God, when you're married to Jesus, which we all are, hallelujah, he's faithful to keep covenant. So he's never going to break his covenant with you. He's never going to break his marriage covenant with you. He's always going to be faithful to you. So you need to be faithful to him. So continuing without change, but enduring and steadfast. Amen. The result or blessing of our consistency is that we're going to be fat and flourishing. Now this word translated, the Hebrew word translated fat is doshain, which means fat, rich, fertile, vigorous, stalwart ones. Hallelujah. So that's what it means. It means, it means fat, literally, but, <laughs> but really it means rich, fertile, vigorous. How many of you can say amen to that? Amen. Rich, fertile in every area of our life. Hallelujah. The, the term is used, the fat or rich is used of soil. Um, in, in Isaiah 30, 23, it says, then Will he give you rain for the seed which you sow the soil and bread grain from the produce of the ground and it will be rich and plentiful. The King James says that, that's the Amplified. The King James says it shall be fat and plenteous. So whatever you're sowing, whatever you're putting out there, God is gonna cause it to be rich and plentiful, fat and plenteous and fertile and prosperous, hallelujah. In that day, your cattle will, will feed in large pastures. That means you're gonna own a lot of land. And you're gonna have cows. <laughs> now, you don't necessarily have to have cows. You can have cows. My husband wanted cows. He got cows and we got sheep and, and God gave us land. And, 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 but, and you, but you can have whatever the desire of your heart is. Amen. Some of you might not want to mess with cows and sheep, but whatever it is that's the desire of your heart that God has put there, whatever ministry, whatever business, I mean, even just yourself, just your family, forget ministry and business, just your family. God wants to make your family fat and fertile and plenteous and just everything in your family and your household and your children and make them blessed and prosperous as well. Amen. And that's why it's so important that we train up our children in the word and put the word, the word, the word, the word, the word into our children all the time, every opportunity. You, 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 we shouldn't just be, you know, we don't need to have a Bible study with our kids. I mean, it's good to have Bible study with your kids, but you can put the word into them when you're giving them a bath. You can put the word into them when you're changing their diapers. You can put the, the word into them when you're when at the table. You can put the word into them when you're driving in the car. Amen. You can take every opportunity to speak life to your children, to speak word to them and tell them how much Jesus loves them and amen. And not just leave it up to the Christian school or the, the Sunday school teacher, amen. It's our job as parents to put that in our children on a daily basis and the most important thing is not just preaching at them but showing them with our life, leading by example because that's what they're gonna follow, right? They're gonna follow your example. They're gonna follow what they see in your home. So. It, this word is used uh, in the sense of being juicy or full of sap, used of trees, which is Psalm uh, 92, 15 that we just read. And then in Psalm 22, 30, it's talking about people, rich and wealthy, referring to people. Let's, let's look at Psalm 22. So these are people being fat and fertile and rich and plenteous. Psalm 22, 
verse 30. It says, uh, no, that doesn't look right. Did I write it down wrong? Am I looking at the right one? Anyway. Okay, I'll find it and I'll, I'll come back in. But I, I, I copy and paste. Posterity shall serve him. They shall tell of the Lord to the next generation. They shall come and declare his righteousness to a people yet to be born, that he has done it, that it is finished. It's a good verse anyways. Okay. Um, I mean, that word's probably in there, but it just doesn't show through in the English. Sometimes, right, they use a different word, but it's, when you go back, it's kind of interesting. I love, um, like, blue letter Bible, they're, they're like the best for, um, looking at the Hebrew and the Greek and bringing out the meanings, it's really powerful. And then it shows you other verses with that same word in it. And it's just, it's amazing. You get so much out of it just, just from one word. Isn't that amazing? The Lord can just use one word, just speak one word, and it just speaks volumes. Whole sentences and messages and <laughs> in one word. So powerful. Anyway, so being fat, it's not referring to obesity. It's not, being, it's not referring to being chubby. Although, in some cultures, being chubby is an asset. And especially like Africa, or there's, there's certain cultures, certain countries where everybody's skinny because ne they never have enough food, right? Because they're always struggling, and they live out, and they're, they're subject to droughts and all kinds of things, and so they're usually pretty skinny. And so if someone's fat, to them, in their mind, that means they are very, very prosperous. So I've heard of some cultures where if the husband, if the man is chunky, the, all the women want to marry him, because that means he has a, he, he has, he's a good provider, right? And then in other cultures, they love the chubby ladies. For some reason, I'm not sure. But to them, that means, I mean, I'm, to them, that's beautiful. It it's means prosperity. And it means blessing. So uh, to us, not so much. We, none of us wants to be chubby on purpose, most, most of us, but anyway. And yet we live in such a blessed country. Amen. We're so blessed. And you have to just travel outside America to see how blessed we are here. So we're, we're very privileged. We don't take that for granted. Amen. We should never take that for granted. So it doesn't mean being obese, it doesn't mean overweight, it does not mean out of shape. So let's settle that right there. We can all relax and wear the t-shirt proudly, fat and flourishing. <laughs> the Bible meaning of the word fat then means blessed with God's prosperous abundance. So the scripture in Psalm 92, when it says you'll be fat and flourishing, that means that you're gonna be blessed with God's prosperous abundance. And how many can, well, happy to sign up for that? Maybe not the fat part, but the prosperous abundance part. So fatness means abundance, fatness of fertility, fatness of, of blessings. Now, there's different lexicons, and they all define the word differently, so they'll define it as fresh or rich or fertile or affluent or abundant, wealthy, and satiated. How many of you say, I'll take all of those? <laughs> Amen. So, fat satisfies hunger, both physical and spiritual. So, you know, back in the day, they came up with the fat-free diet, which was not based on science at all. 
right? It was a total fake thing, not even real. And everybody went on the fat-free diet and got fatter than ever. Literally, because they were still hungry, they were eating the wrong things and stuffing themselves with, with things that spiked their blood sugar and everybody ended up with diabetes and, and overweight and couldn't understand why. Because fat makes you full. So then everybody swings the other direction on the keto diet, and which works. And it works for reasons because you feel full and you feel satisfied, although you still need to eat your vegetables. So if you do go on a keto, you know, come off and eat your vegetables. But it works because it satisfies you. So just as fat, God created fat in our food to satisfy us, to make us feel full so that we stop eating. Amen. And we won't be unnecessarily chubby if we include some healthy fat, not the unhealthy fats, but if we include healthy fats. Actually, I saw the other day that people who have at least a tablespoon of olive oil a day have less heart problems than people who don't. So it's always good to put some, make sure you have some olive oil in your salad, olive oil in your, in your food. One of my favorite things actually is, is to just do a vegetable stir fry. I just, and then just put like a gazillion vegetables in there and I don't even need anything else. I'm good, but my body does need protein, but it's, it's delicious because the oil makes you feel full. You don't feel hungry. You don't feel like you didn't have anything else to eat. And it's, it's very healthy for you because you see beauty is, is not just outward. It starts from the inside. Spiritual beauty and physical beauty comes from the inside. Beauty First of all, the most important thing is to be beautiful, have that kind, sweet heart, in love with Jesus, amen, be born again and full of Jesus, and that shines out through. There's nothing, to me, there's nothing more beautiful than an old lady who with a wrinkly face, but that's full of Jesus, and it's like they glow. And they're more beautiful than some young kid that's 19 years old and you know, hasn't even started anything and not one wrinkle inside because it's the character. And in fact, when you know, we talk about virtuous woman, what a man should be looking, you know, the Bible says that a, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing. What does that mean? You see, you can find a woman all day long, but you gotta find a wife. Amen, there's lots of women out there, but you gotta find a, he's gotta find a wife. So. And I have to use it in that sense because the man looks for the, we don't go looking for them, they come looking for us. Amen. So we just got to make ourselves presentable, spirit, soul, and body. Amen. And, and get our heart right and our, build our character so that the right guy will choose us. Amen. And not waste our assets and our graces and everything on some wrong guy and some useless guy, and some guy who's just gonna be a taker and not going to treasure us and cherish us. So you want that guy that's gonna treasure you and cherish you, so you wanna be the woman that is the quality of the, you wanna be that virtuous woman so that you can get a husband that's known in the gates, that, that, that's a man of integrity, amen, hallelujah. So character, we need to look for character in a guy, not just how much money he makes or how handsome he is, what car he drives, but his character. Because he might have lots of money in a, you know, drive a Corvette or whatever, but if he doesn't treat you right, amen, you're gonna be an abandoned wreck on the side of the road, you'll just, you know, turn, 
you know, he gets a new car every year, he'll just turn you in for a new model, newer model. You don't want that. You want a man of character, and, and a man, if he's got any brains and any sense at all, needs to look for a woman that's not just merely pretty on the outside, not merely, you know, has assets as far as, I'm not, you know, not necessarily physical assets, but maybe some of those too, but has abilities, you know, abilities and whatever. Look at the, out, the outward things. I mean, she might be all put together and good at, good at what she does, but if she's, if she's not a woman of character, she's gonna be a pain in the side. <laughs> it's gonna be, you know, it's not going to be good. So a wife is a woman, a virtuous woman of character. And that's what a man needs to look for, is character. And that's what a woman needs to look for in a man, is the character. Amen. And that's the thing for me, when I met Pastor Rodney, I knew he was a man of, of character. I knew he was a man of integrity. I knew that I could trust him. And so I said, yes, amen, I will marry you. Because I, I felt with all of my heart, I was convinced that he wouldn't betray me, that he would take care of me, and he would be honorable, and he never let me down, and I'm thankful for that. Amen. And literally, it's not because he's something special or I'm something special, but it's because we made God number one in our life, in our own heart and in our life. And that is the only way that you can be successful in your marriage, in your family, in anything that you do. You have to make God and his word number one in your life. And everything needs to revolve around that because, you know, life throws many things at you. And especially in a marriage, things can be really rocky, especially in the beginning, or when, when rough things come your way in marriages. I mean, you see marriages break up over, you know, things that happen with the children, maybe a handicapped child, or maybe a child dies, or, you know, there's this, or maybe people go bankrupt. For various reasons, people, things, the devil throws things at people, and then they allow that to split their marriage up. But if you, if you stick with the Word and you stick with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is gonna bring the correction to you so that when you are wrong, you can fix it. And, and when, when you fixed and he's fixed, your marriage is gonna to stay together. So if I love Jesus more than I love him and he loves Jesus more than he loves me, our marriage is gonna work because he's obeying God, he's loving me as Christ loves the church and I'm honoring him and working with him and being his, his best helpmeet he's ever gonna have, amen, and his best friend. And then we have a successful marriage at the end of the day. And that's why in, in revival, you have the husband and the wife so many times we've had people come to Pastor Rodney even before the service say, I'm gonna need marriage counseling and after the service, I don't need it anymore. Why? Because God touched them both on the floor. They didn't even have any counseling, but the great counselor came down and touched them and fixed everything. Hallelujah. Listen, tonight, I'll just get hungry because some of you are gonna, you're gonna get some stuff tonight. Uh, amen. I know you guys come from all over the place and maybe you come from the desert. Amen of life, and you come in, and just like, just like Esther, right? When, when uh, King Vash Queen Vashti was rude, and she said, I ain't joining your party. How many of you know the story about Esther and how she became queen? And Vashti, the king, had a party, and Vashti was beautiful. Again, beautiful on the outside, but on the inside, not so much. And she was obviously thought too highly of herself, and she was rude to the king. I mean, he may be no husband, but he was the king. And she was rude to him, and she said, I'm not showing up just because you called me and for 
show off for your friends, whatever, you can forget about it. Listen, men are proud of their wife. They want to show her off. When you're a good wife and you're godly and you're a woman of character and hopefully you keep yourself a little bit nice as much as possible, your, wife, your husband wants to show you off. He's proud of you. He, you, ref, you. You reflect his glory. Just like the man reflects the glory of God, the Bible says, we are a reflection of the man's glory and they're proud of us. And they want to show us off because they think, we're, they think we're the best thing since sliced cheese, you know, bread or whatever. <laughs> and listen, you should be happy. You know, husbands see things differently from the way girls think, like, you know, they, they can't see where the ketchup is in the fridge, right? And then when you, <laughs> but they can see where the golf ball went, but anyways. And, and you, get a new, you get a new hairdo, and they don't notice you got a new hairdo. And you get upset, but listen, they didn't notice your wrinkles and your bumps and your lumps either, so don't worry about it. You win, you win, you win, you win. You can't help but win every way, right? There's, more, there's things we're more worried about, and they're not worried about it. Amen. We're worried about the way they look, and they're like, you don't need makeup, don't even worry about it. <laughs> Like, yes, darling, I'm so glad you don't think I need makeup, but I am putting a little bit on for the people out there so I don't scare them. <laughs> Just kidding. It's probably a little bit of vanity, but oh well. But like, as Brother Hagen used to say, even an old barn door needs a lick of paint every now and again, right? So, so we give it our best shot. But don't overdo it. Not too much. Have you seen some of those girls? They're gorgeous, and they take all the paint off, and it's like... Like not so much. It is, uh, it is, it is amazing what they can do with makeup. But you know what? It's better. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. I mean, by all means, get someone to show you how to do it. But don't don't try and look like someone that you're not. Because unless you want to be single for a long time. Because if if the guy marries the girl with the makeup face and then he wakes up to the girl without the makeup face, that's. <laughs> No, you, you, want, you want, on your honeymoon, you want him to wake up and say, honey, you're more beautiful now than when you walked down the aisle, you know, really. So don't overdo it. And you know what? When Jesus lives in your heart, you don't have to rely on all of that stuff. You can just be you and be the best you, and you'll, you'll look beautiful to everybody, whether you have makeup or no makeup, because your character shines through. So hallelujah. Thank God for the anointing in every area of our life. And so we need to raise our daughters also knowing their value and their worth to the Lord. Amen. And that it's only Him that matters. It's only Him that counts. So, so fatness satisfies our physical and our spiritual hunger. Psalms 36, 8 says, They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the rivers of thy pleasures. Psalm 63, 5 says, My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. 65, 11, Psalm 65, 11, Thou crownest the year with goodness, and thy paths drop fatness. So fat and oil was very important. So let's get back to Esther. So, so of course, the king had to choose a new girl, right? So they got all the eligible girls in the nation, whole tons of them, and they brought them in for one year. And I'm like, why does it take a year? Well, let me think about it. 
They didn't live in air conditioning. They didn't have moisturizer. They didn't have lotion. They didn't have, you know, oils and bubble bath and shampoo and conditioner. And they lived in the desert. And so, listen, I grew up in South Africa. It's super dry, right? It's very dry. And it's like, it's like living out in Arizona or whatever. So you, if you don't drink a lot of water, you can really, those wrinkles will come out a little faster than you'd like them to. Uh, so make sure you're hydrated, lady. It'll keep you plumped out. Yeah. So make sure you drink a lot of water and eat your vegetables. And then, uh, and, you'll, um, and you'll always be pretty. <laughs> so anyway, and uh, you'll be refreshed and renewed. Anyways, make sure you drink your water. But they had to bring them in, right? So they had to use oil to, and, and that's what they did use oil for in those days because everything was very dry. So that was your lotion, that was your perfume, that was your refreshing, refreshment. I mean, there's, you know, you could, so many amazing things that, that oil did. And um, especially, it wasn't just like the olive oils, but it was all those, you know, frankincense and myrrh and all the, the, the fragrant, beautiful oils. And like with the woman in the alabaster box, that fragrant perfume, that was literally oil, perfumed oil, and was very, very valuable. Most of it, you know, many of it, the, those precious ones that were hard to get, olive oil was more common. But what they would do is they would wash their hair, put olive oil on their head, they would put it all over themselves. So if you think about it, they'd have to like put olive oil everywhere and get everything all undried like wash them, like if they were all dried up, get them all moisturized, get them all back looking good and young. And because that's what, that's what the oil, the fatness does. It actually, from being all, dry, you know, when, when I was a teenager, I had a few spots. So my mom took me to the, to the pharmacist and they gave me, I don't know, I can't remember what it was, but they gave me some stuff to put on. I was like 16 and in two days I looked like I was 65. <laughs> Because the stuff, they, they actually did the wrong thing. The wrong thing to do is actually to dry your skin out, and that's what they, that's what they did. It was a guy. I mean, he, you know, anyways. And, and I put this stuff on my face, and it dried me out to where I was getting wrinkles as a teenager. So I'm like, okay, let's forget about it. Let's not use that. Anyways, so then I actually found out that how to fix wrinkles, how to fix pimples was not, and was not um, stuff you put on your face, but it was actually changing what I ate. So that fixed that. Anyways, so... Um, we're going back to what works on the inside will work on the outside. It's always, it's always inside out. Amen. The kingdom of God is always inside out. Religion is outside in. Religion tries to change you from the outside in. It, it doesn't work. It just makes everybody grumpy. But God changes us from the inside out and makes us happy. Amen. Because it's the oil of joy. <laughs> and so that oil is soothing. It, it relieves dryness. It, it just makes, it just refreshes you and it just makes everything lovely. So that's what this oil, this is, that's what they think, let's just think about the oil in those terms and there's that fatness. And so the word flourishing, now in this passage, it says, use the word flourishing three times. Two times it means one thing and then one time it means something different. So we'll, we'll cover the other one. The first flourishings, you know, the, the righteous will flourish like the palm tree and flourish in the courts, that's a different flourish. But this in verse, um, in verse 14, fattened flourishing, that word flourish literally means green or verdant. Verdant means green, the word in, uh, I think French is verde. What is it in, in Spanish? Verde, in Italian, yeah. So it means green, verdant, um, fresh, new, flourishing, and again, prosperous, hallelujah, prosperous everywhere you look. 
It means to be or grow luxuriant or fresh or green. I'm like a green olive tree in the house of God. That's Psalm 52.8. I'm like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in confidently, confidently rely on the loving kindness, the mercy of God forever. So that green means fresh, fresh olive oil, fresh oil, new wine. The kingdom of God is not about old stale oil and old wine, sour wine, vinegar of religion, but it's about f- new wine and fresh oil, amen. And we, need it, we can stay constantly filled up with that new wine. The Lord's gonna give some of you joy tonight. It's gonna break some bondages off you, some spirit, whatever you brought with you, God is gonna break it off of you tonight, amen. And he's gonna refresh you with that oil and with that living water. And then we read already uh, today, Jeremiah 17, that your leaf will be green. That's the same word. Then in uh, Psalm 1 and verse 3, it says, your leaf will not wither, and whatever you do shall prosper. So when it says leaf or branch, it kind of means the same thing, foliage. Your foliage, your, your branches, your leaves, they shall be green, so you're gonna have healthy branches, healthy leaves, and you're gonna be, and when it's green, then it becomes fruitful as well. And then Psalm 92.10 says, my horn you've exalted like a wild ox, I've been anointed with fresh oil. Again, so that's that fresh green oil. So other translations give us, you know, a, maybe a, you could say a wider range of expression. They will be fertile and full of growth. Yeah, fat and flourishing. Fertile and full of growth. So just receive this for yourself. Just say, this is mine, say, I'm fertile and full of growth. Always green and strong, fair and desirable. <laughs> I'm fair and desirable, that's what, hey, that's what it means, I'm taking it, hallelujah. Vital and green, full of life and vitality, amen. Full of life, we can be full of life, it doesn't matter what number is on, or how many birthday candles are on our cake, we can be full of life and vitality. Amen. There's been a number of, of ministers that were just such a blessing. They were like in their 80s and they were just so full of life and vitality and they were funny and they were awesome to be around. They weren't your typical old, old people. Why? Because they're just full of the fatness. Amen. And they were flourishing. They were fresh and green even into the, even into the later years. Hallelujah. That's a testimony in itself. Amen. Because life has a way of drying us out and shriveling us up and making you miserable and unhappy. Because it's, we live in this earth and it's not perfect, right? If we let it get to us. But if we allow God to do His work and allow that oil and that good green fresh oil and the water to, re- to, to refresh us and rise up big on the inside of it and choose joy. You know, there's people that have been through things like, you know, I, people who've miscarried babies and things and, or things have gone wrong in their life or maybe you know, somebody lost a husband and it's like you know, they don't want to be full of joy, they wanna be miserable, I don't know why. I don't know if they feel guilty to feel happy and to, to, to you know, cause you have to go through the grieving process and come out on the other side, right? Cause there's a grieving process for a divorce Sometimes it's more painful than, than you know, a spouse dying because it's accompanied with rejection. It's grieving losing a child, grieving losing a parent, 
grieving, losing, you know, the loss of whatever it is in your life, there's grief processes for it, but we want to move through that process with the help of the Holy Spirit, not get stuck anywhere along the way and like, you know, not believing it and living in la-la land or, or, or being angry or crying all the time or being miserable. We've got to move through and we've got to allow the Lord to restore, amen. And, and there's people that just live this miserable life because they won't give themselves permission to be happy again and to be full of joy and get refreshed and they just get drier and drier and more shriveled up and more miserable. But we have to allow the Lord to come in and touch that area in our life, whatever it is, and, and pour in the oil and the wine and bring that healing to, our, to us because how can we be used by the Lord and how can we be a blessing and how can we grow? So these people, they, they're stunting their own growth because they refuse to, to just let go of that thing and let God touch them. And you know what, sometimes you gotta cry until you can laugh. You know, when Kelly passed away, I said, Lord, I, I'm putting my heart in your hands and I'm asking you to carry me through the grieving process. And I told him, if I feel like crying, I'm gonna cry. And if I feel like laughing, I'm going to laugh. But I'm going to feel every bit of it and I'm going to work through it with your help. And I'm gonna, I expect to come out on the other side and, and thank God, we did, and I can still go back to those places and I can weep and I can feel everything I felt having to let her go and say goodbye, but I can also rejoice knowing what the Lord said to me. Picture her the way that she is now, full of joy, laughing, rejoicing. She's, she's not complaining, she's not unhappy, and I need to be happy for her. I mean, I'm not happy she didn't come back, <laughs> but I'm happy for her and I'm going to, she can't come to us, but we, we can go to her. And so if we've lost a loved one, they can't come to us, but, but we can go to them. But they're rejoicing, they're happy. Some people's races are longer than others and we, we, we don't always know why, amen, but we know that the Lord knows everything, and we know that we will know, and also we know that we don't always need to know why. Because you have your thing with the Lord, you're gonna go, when you go, whenever that is, and somebody else, they have their thing with the Lord, and you can't interfere in whatever their relationship is with the Lord, whatever their heart is, whatever their expectation is, whatever they and God have got going on, you can't get in the middle of that. Now you can pray for people, amen? But you can't live your life why, Lord, why, why? I mean, it's because then you just get stuck in this place. Well, first of all, it ain't your business, even if it's your kid or your husband, right? It's not your business, it's theirs. But we need to let the Lord come in and touch us and make us whole so that for the rest of our life, we're not a drag and a drain and a pain and always, you know, like a, like a you know, the Bible talks about ground that's never, you know, things that are never satisfied, and one of them is like, like dry ground. It doesn't matter, when, when you have ground that's been in a drought for a very long time, you pour water on it, what happens? It just disappears. It just goes into the ground. It just goes into the ground and just keeps the, and you're like, where'd the water go? Well, the, the, it's so dry that it, and, and that, that dry land is never satisfied, there's never enough water to, to satisfy it because it's that dry. So you don't want your life to get to that place where you're so dry that there's nothing that can satisfy you. That's, that's a miserable place to be and you're a miserable person to, to live with. 
It makes you a miserable person to live with, right? So, um, so anyway, so we need to be like Esther. We need to come in and we need to let them put the oil on us and give us the massages, <laughs> spiritually speaking. Anyways, and, um, and the, the thing, I'm not gonna talk about Esther tonight, but the thing I loved about her, the story about her, is when it was time for her to actually be introduced to the king and meet him, she didn't add anything. She just said to the guy who was there, you know, the, the eunuch, like, whatever you tell me to take, I'll take. She just, she kept it simple. She was just herself. And that, that's a lesson right there, ladies, right? You are enough. Say that, say, I am, I am enough. enough. I am enough. I saw that on a, on a poster one time, and I'm like, you know what, I'm taking that. I, didn't, I, I wanted to put it up on my wall, I didn't. And it, that, that's not like a statement of arrogance, right? But it's like, because of what the Lord has done in me, because of who I am in Him, I am enough. Because a lot of times us girls, right, it's like we, we feel like we're never enough, we don't do enough, we don't give enough, we don't, we're not enough, especially when you're a mom. A lot of times you feel very like, oh, I'm so bad at this, <laughs> you know. No, you've got to, you know, keep on sowing for in due time you're going to reap. Amen. We've got to keep on. Keep on doing the right thing and we'll see the fruit of it. And so we, you are enough. You are enough for your husband. You are enough for your family and for your children. You are enough for whatever God's called you, for the ministry that he's called you to do. As long as you allow the Lord to do the work in you. See, I never felt ready to do anything that God called me to. But the secret was, I just said, Lord, I know if you've called me to do it, I can do it with your help. So I'm opening my heart, come in and do a work. Do whatever you need to do. And that's all you need to do. Just be willing and let him do it. So that's what Esther did. She just was like, she let them do it. Put a little oil on her and anoint her. And then she didn't try and go in and be someone she wasn't. She went in there and what she was was good enough. Amen. And she became the queen and God used her. God had a purpose for her to save her entire nation. Amen. You know what's interesting is the guy that was trying to kill them, he, the nation he came out of, I, I believe it was Saul was told to kill, kill a lot of them and he didn't. And, and uh, Haman, and he was from that line. Saul should have killed his ancestors so he was never born. Isn't that interesting? Disobedience. Disobedience can cause a lot of harm, but obedience, obedience to God can, can be a great blessing. Amen. So these things, you don't have to understand. You just have to obey. Right? And so if you're watching or if you're in this place, if you've been through some stuff this year and you're feeling a bit dried out, you come to the right place. Amen. You're going to get full of the water of life, the living water, and you're going to get the oil and the anointing on you, in you, around you. You're going to get smeared with it all over the place. And when you leave this place, you're going to leave fresh and green and vital. Hallelujah. <laughs> and fertile in every area of your life. Amen. <coughs> so... Other, uh, other lexicons translate this phrase, they shall still multiply and continue prosperous. Their lives are rich and productive. One version reads, even when advanced in years, they shall like tall and sturdy trees bring forth good fruit for years to come. You know, normally a tree has 
a, a fruit-bearing season. There's a time that it, you know, it has to be a certain age before it starts bearing the good fruit, and then it stops bearing at a certain point. But God's trees keep on producing. God's trees are fruitful all the way until they till it's time to see Jesus into their old, into their old age. So the biblical, biblical definition of fat is not corpulent, which is body heaviness, but opulent, having abundant resources. So say that, say, I am opulent, I am opulent. and I'm blessed with opulence. I am, opulence. I am more than enough, because he, he is more than enough, and I have everything I need to meet every need, spirit, soul, and body, because he's faithful and he's good, and I trust his word, and I'm a doer of his word, and my daddy loves me. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Romans eleven seventeen says, you being a wild olive tree, so that was the Gentiles, were grafted in among them to the Jews, and with them became a partaker of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. So the Gentiles were grafted into the tree of, of Israel. Basically, we were grafted in, and we became a partaker of the root and the fatness. So the root refers to Jesus Christ. The fatness is God's blessings of the Abrahamic covenant and the new covenant. Abraham's blessings are mine. L- look at Abraham. He, he, he couldn't help himself. He was blessed every which way that he looked. He was blessed with, with manservants and maidservants. Hey, his people fought wars and won them. Where'd he find all those people? They just were attracted to him, obviously. I mean, he, he just began, I mean, you have so many cows and you have so many goats and you have so many sheep, you gotta have somebody look after them, right? So he just collected animals and he, his animals were producing so amazingly, he just collected people to look after them and, and raised up a whole army. I mean, the guy was blessed everywhere that he went. Even when he did silly things, he still got blessed, amen, like say, oh, she's my sister. <laughs> but isn't that awesome? God loved Sarah so much, he protected her. Amen. And so she's, when he said, pretend you're my sister, she didn't say, what you talking about, Willis? She said, yes, dear. <laughs> Actually, the New Testament says she called him Lord. You know, okay, I'll do what you tell me to do. Listen, that's faith. That's faith. When we can submit to our husband and trust that God is going to take care of us, even if he makes not a good decision. How many can say amen? amen. God's going to look here take care of me, because that's the source of a lot of strife in marriage and fights and everything about you, because I think we should do this, and I think we should do that, and Lord, how many of you found out that ain't productive, right? So many times, the best thing you can do is zip it. <laughs> the most respectful thing you can do, and the best thing for your sanity and your marriage is to close your mouth and pray, and praying produces, does so much more than your nagging can do, and your whining, and your complaining, and your... <sighs> You're sighing, (laughs) that that doesn't work. Just be happy, be cheerful, carry on and pray and you'll be amazed at what the Lord can do. Amen, hallelujah. Because nobody wants to be dragging a dead weight with with them. But God can turn your husband around when you get your heart right and your attitude right. So just always remember that God's on your side. He loves you so much, he's gonna protect you. Amen, from everything and anything that comes along. And so even when Abraham, out of whatever it was, fear or whatever. I mean, can you imagine? 
uh, being in these places and the kings, I want her and what are you going to do, you know? And because um, yeah, he, he thought, I, I guess in those days he said, look, if they think you're my wife, they're going to want you and they're going to have to kill me to take you. So just pretend you're my sister. I mean, that's the situation, the reality. But at the end of the day, God came through, made all of them barren and whatever else. And then the, you know, had, they had dreams and everything. And they were like, oh, yeah, take your wife. Take, your, take the stuff. Just <laughs> because they were so, had such a fear of God because of the anointing of blessing on Abraham. Wow. Listen, you can have that same thing. That people can have a fear of God around you because if you honor the Lord, you do the right thing. God will take care of you. They're not, they can't steal from you. They can't take from you. They can't, they cannot. They, they are not allowed to. Amen. God will deal with anybody that tries to touch you or steal, with you, steal from you. So you don't ever have to worry. You just walk away, love people, bless them. God will take care of it and God will take care of you and push you over the top. Hallelujah. So we become a partaker of that root and the fatness. It is a flourishing from without is from a fatness within. The flourishing without is from the fatness within. The fullness, the plumpness, the richness, the oiliness, the fatness, the fullness of Abraham's blessings are ours. Then Isaiah 20, 10, 27 says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. So the yoke, the yoke will be destroyed, King, New King James says, because of the anointing oil. The Amplified says the yoke will be destroyed because of the fatness which prevents it from going around your neck. So the devil can't put his yoke on you because you're so fat. Now I think, I think it's also maybe because you're so oily. <laughs> right? I mean, if you're all greased up and oily with the fat, if it, that, 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 that thing's not going to be able to stick to you. So which, whichever, whichever one it is, whether it's the fatness of the blessing, right? Not the chubbiness, right? the opulence, whether it's that or whether it's the oiliness that the devil can't get his hands on you. He can't get his grip on you. He can't put you back into bondage. No way, no way, no how. And if, if, you, if a person was, is under that yoke and that bondage, the Lord's gonna make them fat. He's gonna grease them. He's gonna oil them up. And that yoke is gonna just slide right off of them. It's not gonna be able to, amen, hallelujah. The devil's not gonna have his way. So that, that oil was, it was, uh, that anointing oil that they're talking about, it was usually from the olive, but a lot of times it was, it was uh, from other things that like pine and different things that had rich perfume, so it had to do with perfume oil. They used it for, for medication. Um, and again, that, that anointing oil, again, is also metaphorically referring to the fruitful land, valleys, and actual physical blessings. And then Psalms 23, five says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my brimming cup runs over. Hallelujah, the joy of the Lord brimming over in our life because we're anointed and blessed with his oil and prosperous and, and perfumey and we're just in a good place. Psalm 60, uh, sorry, Isaiah 63. Again, remember Jesus quoted that the Lord has anointed me. And then in, in verse three, it says, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. Like my husband says, if you come ash ugly, <laughs> God will give you beauty for ashes. 
the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Hallelujah. So the Lord is gonna give you the oil of joy. Just close your eyes and lift up your hands right now. And just picture that oil of joy. Hallelujah, just coming right now. Giving you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. In his presence, every burden is lifted. Hallelujah. It's lifted off, off of us on him. And we are filled with his indescribable, overflowing joy and peace and grace and graciousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, filled to overflowing. In Isaiah 55 and verse, uh, verse one through three, wait everyone who's thirsty, come to the waters. He who has no money, buy and eat. Come and buy priceless spiritual wine and milk without money, without price, simply for the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. You can't pay for this, you have to surrender. You have to say, Lord, here's my heart. You know what I need. Come and touch me. And in verse two, he says, he says, eat what is good, let your soul satis- let it, your soul delight itself in fatness. And Amplified says, expands it, the profuseness of spiritual joy. Again, joy, the oil, the oil is refreshing, the oil brings joy, hallelujah. And in verse three it says, your soul will revive if you will submit to me and hear and receive. Your soul will revive, hallelujah. In Jeremiah 31, 11 through 14, it talks about they're gonna come and sing in the heart of Zion, streaming to the goodness of the Lord for the wheat and the new wine and the oil. Their soul shall be like a well-watered garden. They shall sorrow no more. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, the young men and the old together. For I will turn their mourning to joy. I will comfort them. I will make them rejoice rather than sorrow. I will satiate the soul of my priests with abundance. My people shall be satisfied with my goodness. Hallelujah. In Nehemiah 8 verse 10, he says, the priest said to the people, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet drink, send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord. Don't be grieved and depressed, for the joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the fat, eat the fat, drink the sweet. Eat the fat, drink the sweet. He'll turn your mourning into dancing. You're weeping into joy. Refresh you, refresh you, just be refreshed. Hallelujah, thank you Jesus. Thank you for your refreshing. Thank you for your touch. Thank you for your oil. Thank you for your joy. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your grace and your graciousness. Oh, thank you Lord, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Thank you Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Shebron Bronkos. Thank you for your refreshing. Refreshing, refreshing. Thank you for rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Ambrobekes herobrosach. Vergo mamatare bostes. Hovri bambrostos. Idrebo shingra babasambrobrosi. Chia bambambroso vrebrobro kidra. Longra mancha vrebrobra bambambrosigra. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Overflowing, 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 Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Just put your hand on your belly and say, thank you, Father, for rivers of living water. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The oil of joy, rivers of living water. Thank you, Father. Lord, let it spring up, let it bubble up, let it bubble forth. Oh, Baba Brestos. Father, break, we break off every band, every bondage, every weight, every yoke. We break it off of them right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for a refreshing, a refreshing, a refreshing, a refreshing, a refreshing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Brahman Bambrosegos. Oh, Perimosina. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Evro brokits engoshindro bosos. Lekravabras angrobochi. Likrovada brotse kreboshingra. Lidrobokos endo rebos. Endo refporasa basa refro. Refreshed, 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 refreshed. Omblika sambro bobobroso. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.
You don't get it with your head, you get it with your heart. You gotta switch this off and just open your heart and say, Lord, come touch me. Come touch me, come fill me. Lord, I thank you that tonight, this week, ladies are gonna be filled to overflowing. Oh, Farabasan, oh, Grete. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Some of you are going to get touched whether you want to or not. Father, I thank you. Just dump it on their head. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that the cup is running over. You know, the Bible says that there's a peace that passes understanding. There's a joy unspeakable and full of glory. So it doesn't have to make sense. It's not going to make sense to the natural mind. The peace that passes understanding, peace in the middle of a situation that should be anything but peaceful and yet you have his peace. You can't even understand why you feel so much peace. You can't even explain or put into words the joy, joy unspeakable. One, because it's holy. Another one, because again, maybe it doesn't make sense. Everything in your life doesn't have to be perfect. In the middle of chaos, in the middle of stress, in the middle of strife, in the middle of everything going wrong in your life, you can have the peace that passes understanding that doesn't even make sense and that, that joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. Now, I know that we have a lot of ladies that are believers here and even watching. And if you're being touched, carry on. You don't have to stop. But I want you, everybody just bow your head and close your eyes. We've got to just do this and give an opportunity also for anybody watching. But maybe if you came here today and you fit into any one of these three categories, I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you. So if you have never asked Jesus to come and to be Lord of your life, today is your day to surrender your life to Him and give your life completely over to Him. If you have no clue what we're talking about because you don't know him yet, like we've met him and you haven't met him yet, but you want to meet him, then this is for you today. If you know that you have not yet given your life to him and you want to give your life to him, then we're, you're, you're going to have that opportunity today to give your life to him. See, Jesus loves you so much. And you know, everything in your life doesn't have to be perfect and you don't have to... 
fix yourself before you come to him. He wants you to come as you are. Just like Esther was taken out of that desert and she came as she was, but she was anointed and she was washed and she was made, made clean and perfumey and beautiful. So the Lord will take us. We might, be all, we might have been all dried out by the world. We might have tried it every which way and, and just you know, had a miserable time of it and we feel like we're all washed up and dried out and we don't have Jesus, but we need him. Listen, he loves you and his arms are stretched out to you, amen. He, he just, he loves you. He has a great plan and purpose for your life. And if you had to die tonight, if you had to go home, put your head on your pillow and, and, and die, where are you going? You're gonna to go to heaven or you're gonna to go to hell? God wants you to go to heaven. He provided for you. He sent Jesus who died on the cross for you and poured out his blood for you and rose again for you and he's opened his arms to you and he said, come, everybody who's, who's thirsty, everybody who's hungry, everybody who's heavy laden, come to me. Take my yoke upon, uh, upon you. Learn of me, for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'm going to take your heavy burden. So he wants to take your heavy burden from you right now today. And he wants to give you his light burden. Jesus poured his blood out for you to wash you clean, to wash away all not just sin, but guilt and condemnation. The Bible says he washes, he'll wash your sin away as far as the east is from the west. He will cleanse you. He will make you brand new. Amen. Hallelujah. And he's calling you today, right? So maybe there's some of you that you serve the Lord, you've received Jesus, but that you hadn't been serving him. You, or maybe you haven't been going to church, or maybe you just, you know, grew cold in your heart. Maybe there was, you know, some things in your life, maybe some in, things on the inside, maybe there was some bitterness or anger or grief or hurt or things in your heart, bad attitudes in your heart that you picked up and, uh, and it, it caused you to basically walk away from the Lord. Or maybe it was, you know, something on the outward, maybe you missed it, maybe you blew it, maybe you did some dumb stuff and you know it, everybody knows it and you're carrying guilt and condemnation over that. But you know what, if you come to him today, he's gonna, he's gonna make it all right. He's gonna forgive you. The Bible says if we repent, we'll experience those times of refreshing and he'll come in and he'll touch us. And you know, maybe, maybe there was like calamity in our life. We lost a loved one or, or you, you, there was a divorce or a bankruptcy or betrayal or, or you know, and you're carrying just, just, you know, life just threw stuff at you that you weren't expecting that really knocked you off your feet. And, uh, but you just want to come and surrender that and surrender your life to Jesus and be restored and be made whole and filled up again. And if you're in this place and, and you, you love the Lord, but you don't know for sure that you're gonna make heaven your home. You don't know for sure that you're gonna make heaven. You can know tonight. And so if you in any of those categories, if you need to give your life to the Lord, you've never done it before, but you wanna receive him. You wanna know his love. You wanna know his forgiveness. You wanna know what it is to be washed and cleansed and made whole. Then I want you to lift your hands. Everybody with your eyes closed, just lift your hands wherever you are. If you wanna receive Jesus as your Lord and your savior, 
Just lift your hands wherever you are. And if you're at home, this is for you too. You can lift your hands in your house because the Lord can see. I can't see you, but the Lord can see you. And if there's anybody here that life just bashed you around and you just, you know, you need to come back. You know you need to come back to your first love, Jesus. You need to get back on fire. You need to have your heart made right with Him again. Then lift your hand right now because God sees it. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're going to pray for you tonight. So don't miss out. Don't just sit in your seat. Don't sit on your hands. If your heart is beating, then lift your hands up. And if you're not sure that you're going to make heaven, but you really want to make sure and you want the devil to, to get the devil to stop lying to you and you want to know for sure that you're born again and you saved and you're on your way to heaven, that's you and you can raise your hand and wave it to me. And if we have anybody in the overflow, lift your hand too. I can't see you, but put your hand up there anyways. Amen. Hallelujah. So if there's anybody that you didn't put your hand up already and your heart's beating and you want to just put your hand up, you're always welcome. Amen. Hallelujah. So all those ladies that put their hand up and maybe there's a couple of gentlemen, stand up where you are. Just stand up. Amen. Stand up where you are because I want to pray for you. Stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. If you put your hand up, the Bible says if we're not ashamed of him, he won't be ashamed of us. And listen, he loves you and we love you. And I want you to come forward and I want you to come stand here because I want to pray for you. Amen. Come, come, come. If you brought someone, feel free to come with them. Just come stand right here, facing me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. If there's anybody else, if anybody outside, wherever you're listening, come on in. Come join us over here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. He loves you so much. Amen. Is there anybody else? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The beginning of flourishing in every area of your life is to know Jesus personally as your Lord and Savior, to have him come live on the inside of you and wash you clean and make you a brand new creation. That's what the Bible says. Jesus said, you must be born again. What does that mean? It means you get a brand new heart. It's not a religious thing that you do, but he gives you a brand new heart. Isn't that awesome? I'm so glad he saved me when I was 17 years old. I'm so glad he gave me a brand new heart, a brand new life and a brand new start. And I was going the wrong way and he turned me around to the right way. And I've never regretted it because he's only been good. Amen. So I want you to close your eyes, lift your right hand to heaven because that's where your help comes from. And I want you to pray this with me right now with your mouth out loud and with your heart. And say, Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, your word says that Jesus died for me, he shed his blood for me, he rose on the third day for me, and if I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead, and if I confess with my mouth 
that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior, then I will be saved. And so, Father, right now, I believe in my heart that Jesus died for me and was raised for me. And I confess with my mouth that He is my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, come and wash me, cleanse me, purify my heart. Take out the old stony heart and give me a heart of flesh. Give me a soft heart, Lord. Make me a brand new creation as you promised in your word. Lord, forgive me of all of my sin. I thank you that you wash it away as far as the east is from the west and that I can stand before you washed and clean and pure and righteous because of what you've done for me. And Lord, I thank you that not only did you die for me and you rose again for me, but you're coming back again for me. And Lord, I thank you that you will do a work in me, that you will make me more like Jesus, that you will use me to be a blessing and to flourish in every area of my life and everywhere that I go. Thank you, Lord, that I am now your child. You are my father, and I love you, and I will serve you, and I will live for you, and I will never look back. Thank you, Lord. Today's a new day and a fresh beginning, and I worship you for it. Just lift your hands and say, thank you, Jesus, for touching me. Thank you for washing me. Thank you for cleansing me. Thank you for accepting me. Thank you for making me brand new. Thank you, Jesus. And let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each one of these. I thank you you put your seal on them. I thank you that you fill them with your Holy Spirit and your presence. And that when they go from this place, they go full of you. Lord, keep them, preserve them, watch over them, protect them, provide for them. And I thank you, Lord, that you will use them to do mighty things in their generation and that they will touch many lives, that you will use them to touch many lives. And Father, I thank you that when we, when we all are in your presence in heaven, we will see each and every one of them there. And I thank you, Lord, for, the, for today, for the rest of their life. Their life is different. It is changed. The past is gone. It's a brand new day. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 I'm so glad that you came tonight, and I'm so glad that you came here. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful on the inside and the outside, and Jesus loves you so much, and he's got such great things planned for your life. Amen. Hallelujah.